0: Okay, spot podcast for Ozzy Fathers Nationally. And it's also the number one podcast for dads in Griffin. Actually, might the number <laughs> in Griffin. So can get
1: together noise, but you can get your the future, and you can get podcast. What an intro. Thanks, heaps, Chris. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Mate, we um we usually break the ice and, and start every episode with a phone call uh, to one of our mates, usually around mental health or just a, a fun question as well. So if you if you'd kindly come up and um we're just gonna do the, the quick phone call with Chris cool. today. Can I put these on? Yeah, mate, chuck this, them on.
2: This, I feel so professional. It's, it's we so are
1: far weird. from that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's also, if, if you guys didn't know, we are probably uh, the top 10 worst podcasts in. <laughs> um, all right, Chris, mate. To, to kick off episode 109 and the Are You OK Day at Beyond Church mm. episode. Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? I and if not, how long do you leave it?
2: Or. I would well, I defer a lot to my wife, uh. <laughs> so she does she does a lot of it. And typically, I would say anywhere between forty eight and seventy two hours before is when I get yeah M's present. So, so you are like the average Aussie dad. Oh, totally, totally. And the excuse I use because it's easy it's oh I'm a pastor, really busy time of the year, you know, didn't have enough time until yeah. I like, right up to Christmas. So yeah.
1: They make the uh, the what is it the forty eight hours of. Con- Con, uh, constant shopping. Yeah. At Termside for a reason. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Sweet ass. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks very much for that. We'll get you back on shortly. <laughs> G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we try to change you from lad to quintessential Aussie dad while sharing our fatherhood wins along the way. I'm Nick. I'm Dave. And I'm Cam. And we thank you so much for taking time out of your busy weekend to come down to Beyond Church to hear our fatherhood stories and share your own. How is everybody?
3: This is probably the biggest crowd we've ever
4: a <laughs> <done>. show <laughs> <laughs> by, by far.
1: The last, uh, the, just for your information, the last live episode we did was at a pub and we'd had half a skin fall by the time we started recording. So we were very, very open, and it was, uh, it was, it was a little bit hard to hear, though. So uh, if, you, if you've got something to say at any time, give us a shout-out, and we'll, uh, we'd love to get you on. Uh, but thank you so much to Chris and the team at Beyond Church for getting us in here and sharing uh, this event with us. Um, we're very, very blessed, and uh, we thank you once again. Um, because a big theme of our podcast is around men's and fathers, especially mental health. Um, we're not discounting the mothers. Obviously, you guys are in the same boat as us. You all, we all experience the same things when it comes to parenthood. Um, so we thank you guys for coming and letting us share that with you. Um, our history with Are Okay Day? Uh, because we're gen- uh, we're a pretty young podcast uh, by all accounts. We started three years ago. Uh, we didn't really do anything the first year we were around because we didn't know what to do we're probably about as amateur now as we were back then but this time we've uh, we've started getting on board with are you okay last year we did a um, an event at Anytime Fitness up at Griffin um, we did their 24-hour treadmill walk and we were there for a couple of hours and talked to a, a heap of average Aussie, Aussie dads as we put it and uh, their stories around are you okay so we're going to sort of do the same thing here a lot more of a professional outlook today so uh, we're pretty excited to look professional for once um but yeah that's that's us uh but we're going to kick it off with a little bit of housekeeping so oh yeah camo sorry
3: (laughs) no that's all right yeah no i'll get stuck in I'll, i'll say as well when we talk about that um that history with are you okay and and mental health something that we uh, obviously, do is is get you know regular dads on the pod, and have a bit of a chat to them. So they're usually our favourites as well, because the stories they've got are really, uh, really rich, and people are really honest and open about you know jumping on and sharing, which is fantastic.
1: So relatable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And um, yeah, whenever anyone gets on, it's just it's amazing just to see how yeah how how open and honest they are, and just willing to share their story. Um, and the feedback that we get, you know, whether it's by any of our socials or, or email or anything like that, uh, is fantastic as well. Just hearing, you know, um, those little one percenters of just people saying, you yeah, know, you've helped me so much. So um, that's always a good angle. And we also have had a few different um, a few different uh, experts on as well. So, you know, uh, pediatric dietitians telling us what, and what uh, not to feed our kids, um, but as well as even uh, people like the CEO of Panda, which is um, a perinatal uh, and depression uh, organisation so, uh, hearing stats around how fathers and mothers are affected by uh, pre and postnatal depression, things like that. So, definitely something that we uh, like to get the experts in, but also just open that conversation about too.
1: We'd also love it if you guys went and had a listen to those episodes. If you don't listen to any of our drone on episodes of uh, Carrying On Like Pork Chops, which we do have some good stuff and a lot of fun, but we do have those people on um, that have really rich stories and give us advice. Like Cam said, what not to feed your kids, which is pretty much everything these days. <laughs> but they're, they're pretty good um, at telling you what you can feed them um, and how resilient kids are. So
3: That's definitely. right. Now, we uh, we mentioned we'll, we'll, there's a few kiddos running around today. Not normal for us, so we'll, we'll keep swearing to a minimum. Yep. Um, but also, if you're ever listening online, uh, make sure you jump in and uh, leave us a five-star review. So you can do that in Spotify or in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, but as well as that, of course, um, we're loving uh, the one-word reviews. So we've yeah. actually had a, had a couple of it come through, reviews yeah, yeah. and uh, things post-episode, which we'll share next week. It's but, super
1: um, confusing for potential listeners as well because if, if there's a review there, like they've come to see what this podcast is about. They don't know because someone's just put super or giraffe. I think one of them was. Those just the most random words, but yeah, it keeps us relevant. That's the whole part of it. So <laughs> that's right. Feeds the algorithm, everyone. you know.
3: Yeah. And I always joke around. When we started this podcast, I think there was maybe one or two other dad podcasts, so we were like pretty easily were the like number two dad podcast in Australia. Uh, and then Hamish Blake came along and started one, so then we were like, well, all right, we're number three. Yeah. and then there's been a few more. So anyway, it's a, you know, we have a bit of fun. But now so, Chris
1: said we're top ten. Isn't yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm happy with that. that that's good numbers. Be,
4: yeah. I think there's about seven. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, as well, I mentioned those socials, so if you ever just, uh, you know, you don't have time to listen, you can also just uh, see a bit of video and hear us on Instagram, so uh, shitdadpod uh, on Instagram there, as well as just hit us up on email, shitdadpod at gmail.com. As you'd
4: see around, we've got a few little merch packs there, some shirts, stubby coolers, but um, it's a shirt, stubby cooler, and a bum sticker, selling for $30, so if you're interested at the end, come and say good day and and buy yourself something.
1: The, bu- the bumper stickers are extra classy because it's, it's got our name on them, but it's small enough that most people driving can't see unless they're right behind you in traffic. So you, you don't have swear words on your car too much. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Nakey Hammocks, we're just, uh, we're just doing a bit of housekeeping, the guys who support us, so Nakey Hammocks, um, they've been great for us, so get your family into a hammock this summer, if you see up here at any point you want to have a look, um, I bought my hammock and it's fantastic, but use the code DADPOD, D-A-D-P-O-D for 10% off uh, and free shipping uh, to set yourself up with one of those bad boys. But let's kick off the episode with some real conversations around what mental health means through the eyes of a parent. Um, we're obviously a fatherhood podcast, like I said. Um, we do what we do to give all parents relatable experiences that might help them get through the tough times. But here is the chew.
0: <laughs> the chew.
1: <laughs> Bounce. <Bent. laughs> Yarn. Convo. Chin Chat. Shoot the breeze. A heart to heart. Spilling the tea.
3: Dad
4: discussion.
1: If you get anything out of this whole episode, you'll see that we love our nonsense jingles. So that's that's the first of a few. Uh, but I'd love to welcome Chris, your excellent pastor, up on the stage um, to have a chat, mate. How are you going? I'm good. What does Are You Okay Day mean to you, mate?
2: I think it's I think it's about bringing that conversation out into the open. That sometimes we feel like we've got to, other people have to give us permission to have that conversation, whereas for us it can kind of be a little bit. Oh, I'm seeing some of the signs, or you're not you're not turning up the way that you used to, or some things just don't seem right. Now I kind of have the ability to kind of check in and sort of ask, are you okay?
1: Awesome, mate. Well, um, I've, I've done this the wrong way around uh, because okay. obviously we are amateur as heck, and, uh, but we're going to go and start with,
2: <laughs> we'll start it, yeah. <laughs> tell us a bit yeah, about fix yourself. It up, mate. Fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, mate, that's good. There's a post, right? Um, so I am, I'm the pastor, I'm a pastor yep. at, uh, at Beyond here in uh, Griffin's number one church. Correct. Um, just like this is Griffin's number one podcast. Correct. Um, so yeah, um, dad as well, new dad, um, Within actually my daughter just turned six months old this week in the oh, lineup wow. so yep. brand yep. brand new dad yeah. thank you and uh big broncos fan and big arsenal fan so oh i might say congratulations
1: twice then but no
2: mm. we'll leave that yeah leave good that. for the broncos good, yeah great for the broncos <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> no that's good mate and uh, how are you finding fatherhood so far uh it's
2: like great overall
1: great yep. but i feel like there's just so much i don't
2: know you start listening to like you delve into the world of fatherhood podcasts or books yep. and you're just like Oh my
1: goodness, like there is
2: I know nothing about this. Like I'm so underqualified. Like all these babies sleep all the way through and they're perfect and they eat everything the first time when I listen to the book, so
1: pretend your wife's not listening now and how many books did you read? Fatherhood books, parenting uh, books. Two and a half.
2: Two and a half? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. On, on Audible. Like, I did oh, cool, yeah. listen to them. Yeah. yeah. 2023. People <laughs> listen to books now. Yeah, yeah I listen yes. to books. Yeah. Uh, two and a half more than me. Two and a
1: half more than me, too, to be fair. But uh, I did the same as you. I did the, uh, the podcast thing as well. And that's sort of yeah. another reason we did this one, too. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do the, the nufty version <laughs> of how to have kids. Um, mate, let's get on to the, the are you okay topic, mate. And. Um, you, we, we always talk about how there's such a big stigma around why men don't feel comfortable talking um, about their problems. And it's still true now, even though Are you OK? is such a big thing um, in Australia now. But why do you think there's such a stigma and sort of how has it changed for the better, do you think?
2: I, I almost think part of it is, like, generational. Like, if I think of, like, my, my old man's, like, in his 70s, which means his old man was uh, parenting him when World War One was happening, and so that was a generation that was tough, it was hard, and so they didn't necessarily have emotions shown to them. Like my, my old man's, my grandfather was a farmer, like cattle farmer, so mm. a tough kind of bloke. And then you've, you've had that example to your parents and then they're just doing their best. Um, and it, it wasn't something that we really even talked about. I mean, I remember even, and I've, I've shared with you, Nick, like in a previous life, I played like football or soccer over in the States. Even, even then it wasn't just like, mental health wasn't something that was spoken about. It was just sort of like, oh, if you're having a bad day, just suck it up, tough it out, get on. Um, And so I think it kind of just fits that image of, you know, that's what our dads look like and that's what our granddads look like. And so I guess that's what a a bloke Mm. looks like,
1: right? Just tough it out. Yeah. Well, um, geez, how do you, how do you, (laughs) sorry, uh, so social media, I feel like social media has had such a big, um, big role to play in men's mental health and it's decline almost, um, because we are seeing that one percenter. Like, of everyone's greatest part of their life, because that's what people post. Do you, and this is another big thing why we do the Shit Dad podcast, is because we want to share that it's not all one percenters. Life has its challenges, and this is how we fix them. Or this is our experience and how, um, how we dealt with it. How do you deal with your, the tough times at home? Oh, it's not think, all roses, is no, it? No, it's, not,
2: it's <laughs> most certainly not. I think life, I think there's, first of all, for me, it's recognizing that life is never really black or white, it's never really like in the extremes. And oftentimes I found, at least for me, when I go on social media, it's to numb out. So I'm usually not in a great, you know, I'm just trying to, like, zone out anyway. Doom scroll. Yeah, and so then you see everyone's 1% when you're not feeling great. And you're like, oh, my goodness, my life is miserable compared to this bloke that has a six-pack and, you know, <laughs> like, eats fries every night but somehow has that body. Um, you're not so looking if, at our page, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you guys have got six-packs <laughs> under the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Sure. Black's yeah. really trimming. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. That's why I've got it on. Um, I think... There's a couple of things that I do. The first is like I, I check in with a counsellor like pretty regularly, so like once a month. Um, and, and part of that's maybe like my personality, but part of it's also the profession that I'm in. You know, I, I work in a, um, in a role where often people share a lot of heavy stuff. And so for me, just really early on, I, I made the decision like, hey, if people are sharing some of their heavier stuff with me, then I've got to process that as well as process all of my junk as well. And so I check in with a counsellor pretty regularly. Um, but then something that I do, it's kind of probably, I don't, I don't have a podcast when I do it, um, but I have whiskey Friday, every Friday with my best mate. We just, it started during like the floods a couple of years ago and we used to like just kind of go play golf and then for whatever reason came around, There's nothing, nothing at home and I was like, oh, I've got some Jack and Coke, should we start doing that? <laughs> and so now what we do is we kind of, we have a price range, we go buy a bottle of whiskey and then we just drink it over a month or a couple of weeks and every Friday we kind of just Check in, have a whiskey, and just chat. And so for me, that's like seeing a counselor, and then just having a mate that every single Friday you kind of know. That's amazing. Mm, that's that such a good thing.
3: And that consistency of doing it, it's probably really important as well, right? Like knowing that that's oh, going to
2: come. 100%, because it's one of those. A, it's known it's going to come, and then B, it's like when you see someone that consistently, it's easy to kind of be like something's off or something's not quite right. Because if you see someone like, and I'm not saying like because everyone's lives are busy and and different, but if you're only seeing someone once every two months, it's really easy to put on a front for like an hour mm. yep. when you see them, and oh, it's fine; it's not a big deal. Um, whereas when you're seeing someone that regularly,
1: yeah, it, it's a little bit harder to kind of hide. Yeah. A, yeah. a big thing with are you okay? Uh, the movement as well is asking the right questions. Like you can't just say are you okay because not many blokes are going to be like, oh, mate, actually, it's like things are real tough right now. No one, not not many people are going to do that. So yep. it's it's about asking the right questions, isn't it? Yeah, and I think when you
2: like it goes back to um, the consistency thing. When you're consistent with someone, it allows you to explore those, you know, it's like, oh, hey, how's the wife? How's work going? Oh, how is that thing, like, you know, the tension that you were kind of going yeah. with with your boss or your coworker? And it just allows a little bit more of that um, kind of specificity or the conversation to kind of get into some deeper, deeper pockets, because you know
1: them mm. a little bit better. Well, you said also that you um, you see a counsellor, how, mm. how often was it, sorry? Usually once a month. Once a month, that's great. On.
2: Yeah, what seasons of life and stuff. Yeah, correct.
1: Yeah, and uh, and so they go through some some things you can do for your own mental health. Do you do you feel comfortable sharing yeah, one, like one 100%. thing that you do apart from Whiskey Friday? Yeah, apart from Whiskey Friday, <laughs> which is
2: phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, one of the things that I like I do is journal. So okay. I don't. I mean, I, I'm not like someone, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't like sit out every morning in the quiet and like it's calm. They already know you're a deep guy, do that's, <laughs> that's not, they know I'm not a deep guy, <laughs> <the thing. laughs> I think like for me, it's just more like when I, when I struggle to maybe process my emotions or I'm like, ah, oh, there's something that I'm just not quite right at. Usually for me journaling kind of helps me like slow down enough to, to figure it, it out what it is I'm feeling. Um, and then along with that, this is kind of nerdy, but like I really struggle uh, to articulate what it is i 'm feeling so, and, and I kind of default to that oh, i 'm just frustrated you know mm-hmm. or i 'm just so I actually have this thing on my phone it 's called the emotion wheel, and it just has like all these emotions and then like this the root kind of causes of the emotion so if i 'm really struggling and i I might like be like oh once a month or however often journaling then i 'll pull out my phone and try and track and figure out what is it i 'm actually feeling because then I can kind of figure out how to navigate that or process that
4: so that 's unreal because it, our emotions, especially for kids these days, it's so easy to talk about the negative emotions, yeah. angry, frustrated, but those happy ones as well. Like it's, yeah. it's a big thing, it's really important on my side of it is talking about those happy ones. And that's the thing, you ask how are kids feel. It's like, oh, I'm good, or I'm happy. And, well, no, what are the positive ones? And they, they can't. There's you know, heaps, up to like 30, 40 negative yeah. ways to explain emotions, but positive is, I'm good, I'm happy.
1: Another yeah. good one that we saw at school as well, you'd probably seen at your school, is the traffic light system. And it's a great way to yeah. get kids to sort of justify how they're feeling because there's only three options. You're either good, you're bad, or you're, you're not too sure. Yep. And then you can sort of deep dive into that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good that's on you, What's your favourite part about um, being a dad so far? Oh, man. I think it's just like
2: she's kind of at that age where she's um, six months, up, like just starting to smile a lot. And so first thing in the morning, like when you walk in, there's just this big smile on her face. You wake her up from a nap and she just has this massive smile on her face. So for me, it's just like it's that, like the big smile. And she doesn't have any... She's got these two little bottom teeth sort of starting to peek through. So it's this big smile and then these two little white tips. And I'm like, oh, man, it just melts me every single time. Have you been able to
1: tell the difference between a smile smile and a fart smile yet for a poo smile?
2: <laughs> we, we found she doesn't do too many, like... What We've found that um, she always poos when she's in the car. So we don't, I don't get too many smiles in the car. So yeah. it's just like, it goes quiet. You stop you at the lights smile. and it's the intersection uh, like on uh, Dolly's rocks and then it's yeah. <laughs> She doesn't fart at, uh, she doesn't poo at home. So usually when we're going somewhere, so we leave 15 minutes early, so we get the poo explosion. out. oh,
1: that's awesome! Yeah, that's a great dad hack. Like Plan it in. It's, yeah, yeah, it,
4: on, it's, <laughs> it's the angle of
2: the car seat. I swear,
1: it's <laughs> like my daughters were the exact same. It's just yeah. every time in the car, it was just up the back, and it's like it's just relaxing. Need oh, a portable yeah. hose. My oh, four-year-old's like still struggling to do poos. Maybe I should put her back in a car seat, <laughs> a rearward-facing yeah. car seat. Yeah. Take her yeah, for a drive. I drove home yesterday
2: from a from a friend's place, and my wife was like, "Oh, we need the like, it's dripped down." and this is not from today. This is from a while. Just burn the seat, start again (laughs) gotta start from scratch there hey
1: Um, and mate just to finish up we really thank you for your honesty and and a good chat we'd love to get you on for a full episode obviously because yeah it's a very brief chat today but um, do you have a shh dad moment that you would like to share with us Oh, something that's got you in the doghouse or you just thought to myself oh no the missus is going to hate that
2: I don't, I don't know, I feel like I'm too young in my like parenting journey, like Em's still like, like my wife's been fortunate so she's taken like 12 months off, and uh, and Daph, uh Daphne's my daughter's name, but Daff is like, she's only just started taking the bottle in the last week, so I haven't had too many moments where I'm unsupervised, uh, okay. which I feel like, <laughs> that's where been. it comes from. Yeah, yeah I feel like, yeah. like so I'm more than okay, like Daff started just like commando crawling, I'll let her like go wherever she wants, under the table, get herself yeah. into situations, I'm like she'll figure it out. Whereas M's a little bit like, oh she's under the table, she's under the chair, oh we gotta and so I'm I'm a little bit more like I haven't there it will come. When I'm unsupervised, yeah. and that day's coming on November 3rd.
1: We'd so love, li-
2: oh. awesome. Man. So get me back on after that. We'd love I, it if you I will could just make yep. notes in November. All of it.
1: So you know how you do your journaling, your yeah. weekly journaling. Can yeah. you just like down the bottom have a, a little notes section yeah. of shit dad moments that you can keep for? I will definitely. And then I'll, yeah, <laughs> when I come things, on, I'll... things I screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a bunch. Oh. oh mate, thanks so much for thanks coming for on. We really appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Give him a clap, everyone. So Paul, we've got, uh, we've got Paul who said he'd come up and have a chat with us as well. Come on up. And the crowd goes wild.
5: <laughs> Don't they ever. <laughs> I love
1: it. How are we going, Paul?
5: Oh, terrific, guys. No, Thanks yeah. for coming on, mate. and your you. Thanks for having us.
1: No worries. And uh, will you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself?
5: Uh, what would you like to know? so uh, I'm Paul, uh, husband to Emily. And I've got two children, Oliver and Grace. Uh, they are 11 and 8, respectively. Um, great kids.
1: So you're out of the thick of it now. You're sort of... Yeah.
5: Or come,
1: in a different come, stage. A different coming stage out, of stage, yeah. yeah, definitely,
5: definitely. There's not the, the young children busyness of life. It's now the, the primary school busyness of life. Yeah, right. So it's, it's full on.
1: How do you balance the, the school drop-offs and stuff with work? Do you both work as well? Or? We both
5: work. Em's part-time, so she does three days a week at work. So we both work in the city. So I drop off, she does the drop offs in the morning those three days, and I'll do pickups two afternoons, and then Grand does the other one. So. Yeah, cool. It's oh, it good. Kind of they're works.
1: big days, aren't they, when they're before and after school care? Yeah, absolutely. Do you notice the difference in your kids when you come home? Like are they are they're way more feral, like because mine definitely are.
5: Yeah. Look, when they do do the after school care, they yeah, yeah they're A bit bit difficult, bit, bit more feral. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and they've had those big days, and it's just yeah, they're tired. Big emotions <laughs> coming out. big I? emotions coming yeah. out, absolutely, and then that just triggers you because you've had a big day. Yeah, you know, you're busy at work. You like, I've got to get, got to get out. I've got to get everything done, and then you're just stressed. It's the the
1: mental, the mental load. I think the, sure. a big thing that the wives and mums n- normally have a lot of, but dads can definitely experience it too.
5: Yeah, absolutely, and that's something. In honesty, it's something I've just started to experience because um, we've only sort of shifted to this dynamic in the last couple of years, and it's taken me a couple of years to actually take responsibility yeah and go yeah I need to own this and then be accountable and, and do what I need to do mm. so it's uh, it's been an interesting journey that's for sure. in those moments where
4: you said you felt like that that stress building you know those big emotions for yourself mm. what was your go-to to kind of help
5: you or a did you realize it straight away or did it take a little bit oh no and then... I definitely didn't realize straight yep. away no we have a, a mini explosion between yep. me and the kids and that's just just get outside go do something else yep. and so I just kind of separate us and I carry on with what I've got to do, getting dinner ready, whatever it is. Yeah. And then, yeah, it won't be till a bit later, I'll be sitting there going, oh, didn't do a great job. Yeah, right. You know? And that's part of life, that's yeah. part of, of is, being a yeah. parent. you know. How do you reflect when, you, when you've had that bad day? Em's really good with chatting, and if it's a... Uh, oh, so, probably to follow from Chris's comments before about the shit dad moment, mine happened quite recently in that Oliver started playing saxophone and he had a performance on assembly. That sounds That's loud, me. mate. <laughs> oh, it's so loud. We've got a small house. It's open plan. It is so noisy. You'd get to those mini explosions faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we did. But he's amazing. He's picked it up really quick. So it's not nice. its not that annoying sound anymore. He's actually playing, playing <laughs> songs and it's, so it's sounding yeah. good. Um, but Ollie had this performance on assembly and I um, i got caught up with work because I'm in the city. I'm a good half hour away without traffic. And I didn't leave enough time and I missed his missed his thing. I got caught in traffic. It took me an hour to get there. He was upset. I was upset. M's in a meeting. I'm texting M with all these messages, going, oh, "I've done the worst thing. I'm terrible. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to find something closer to home so this doesn't happen again," and all this stuff. And she was great. She, had, she called me when she got out of the meeting. She went, "Are you okay?" I went, "No. I feel terrible." And it still gets me. Um, and she's like, "Do you realise what you've done?" I went, "Yeah, I do." affected him he can't look at me and go yeah dad's gonna be there so I've realized what I've done she mm-hmm. going, gone okay good she goes I don't need to beat you up we'll get through it we'll put things in place to make sure it doesn't happen again you know so she's she's an amazing support that's brilliant mm-hmm. yeah, that's unreal.
1: Um, a, a big thing that's a big thing with why a lot of marriages break down is because they don't have that sort of support and um, and communication that's so good that you you had that support immediately after and you knew Oh yeah, yeah, I knew, so I knew. <laughs> how was, the, how was Oliver?
5: Oh mate, he's a very emotional child. Yeah. So he was obviously upset. Yeah. Um, but his compassion is, is phenomenal too. He, um, I went, mate, I've messed up. Yeah. I'm really sorry. In your time, when you're ready, I hope you can forgive me for what I've done today. And anyway, I okay. I said, don't answer now. You work through it, okay. And not an hour later, we were still driving. We were doing other things. He goes, no, Dad, I forgive you. I said, it's OK. I understand you're caught up. I love you. I forgive you. Wow. My friend. That's good compassion. Eh? Yeah. And yeah. mm-hmm. for a kid who's 11 to go, yeah, we all make mistakes. Wow. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, I've got to commend your fatherhood as well there. Mm. You, that's an amazing reaction to missing something. Like, it... In the scheme of things isn't such a massive thing totally but to him and you that was huge and for you to open up to him and go mate i'm so sorry like and to be so open with him that's gonna Mm -hmm. not only um affect the his emotions and he he's gonna grow up like that as well and you've you've just seen it straight away
5: yeah totally and it's not something that i experienced with my dad my dad worked a lot he was away a lot so it was mum my dad worked Two weeks in brisbane two weeks in sydney or overseas um so there was more mum contact than dad contact and dad would come home and and he was he was a manly man you know he was always mm. busy doing jobs around the house doing stuff mm. um but there wasn't that emotional connection with that
0: mm.
5: great guy loving death. yeah that's it we're all different yeah.
1: so the way you were parented by your dad um, and the relationship with you had with him is it different Or oh, like is it, did you want to change that or is that how you parent your boy
5: i started to parent him like that yeah and it's only in the last few years as i've sort of grown and i've been talking with them through things and gone you know we've been raised in this way emily and i and we don't want that for our kids we want to raise them to be compassionate people understanding forgiving not walked over but Mm. understanding of other people you know so that's
4: showing those emotions that that are important you know to both you and your wife and then which will hopefully your son and daughter that's going to bring up for our generation and that's Mm. what we need Mm. we need more of it so yeah well done for that
1: it's great that all these questions are being asked now and and we're making that generational change now because in 15 years this is going to be normal like Mm. these conversations with our kids like you you're not going to talk to them like an adult but you're you're going to have that open relationship with them and you're nurturing and like it's not more normal now for a dad to be nurturing and and um open with his kid mm. which it's is just fantastic. so
5: good absolutely just to be more present too mm-hmm. you know i think in our our age most parents fathers were very distant mm. just through work mm-hmm. through yeah. that's how that as saying, that's how they were raised yeah that's my dad was
1: at work my mom was at home that's
5: it and yeah. you only know what you know Yep. Yeah. you want to find something else out you got to go find it mm-hmm.
1: so.
3: Now, um, also, we, we uh, on the podcast we talk a lot about uh, mental health is so linked to physical health as well. Mm. What do you do to look after yourself menti- mentally and physically?
5: I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I should exercise more than what I do. Um, but recently, I've just started running a bit more. Actually, did a bit of a run last week with Chris uh, at the um, Anytime Fitness for Dan. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, good. So yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, I was very excited. I got a video of me running. Chris was walking because Chris is just. Lazy, <laughs> so lazy. Exactly. I got Caught evidence out. that I was running and he wasn't. So Sorry, good.
1: So you're going to be one of the guys that has the six pack that he was mentioning before. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. No, no, no.
5: There's far too many beers in between those runs. That's so, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got to live, don't you? <laughs> got to have whiskey Fridays. That's right. Uh, in terms of mental health, um, something that's also a bit recent, but there's a there's a bloke that I work with. Um, so I work in commercial landscaping. I'm in the office, and all these guys are on site. Now he's an older fella. He's Approaching his 60s now. Goes hard on the tools. He's an amazing guy. He's a Kiwi bloke. And um, we talk every day about work stuff. But then in the afternoons, he gets home early before I leave work, obviously. Being a site guy, he's off earlier. So I'll often give him a call in the afternoon when I'm driving home going, hey, what do you need tomorrow? And because I've got such a long drive, we'll get that out of the way. And then we just chat mm. about life. So when I had that experience with Oliver a few months ago, and he, we were talking the next day, and he's like, told him about it and he went, mate, if I was sitting next to you, I'd slap you across the face for doing that. And I went, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, you know, just that other person to hold you accountable, mm. to be open and happy to talk about things. He's going through big stuff at the moment too. And yeah, he's, right. it's quite reciprocal. Mm. He'll go, oh, mate, struggling with this, you know, this treatment and whatnot. It's quite challenging and, you know, open conversations. It's just, it really helps to clear your mind um, and having a supportive partner as well. It's mm. really good that you can talk to. I I struggle to talk with them. I've been very bottled up for a lot of my life, um, so it's a, it's a recent thing for me.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that you're making that change as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: We often hear it's those 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 moments when you're doing things with, you you find those mates who you you know you can talk to, uh, and it's doing things either like you said you're not looking each other in the eye, It's like you're doing things side by yeah. side. So it could be like working on something together or, like I said, on the phone, as opposed to sitting across from the table, you know, looking at each other in the eye, it's often a better way to, you know, get people to open up as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Know. It's
1: less intimidating, hey?
3: Yeah. It
5: really is. Yeah, for sure.
4: I think that's a big thing about what we do here. Like, I, as I said, the big part of me enjoying it is that I get to sit here and talk to two mates every week and it's a, and we talk to people, mm-hmm. hear their stories and, and learn from them as well. But it's we're sitting side by side, mm-hmm. sharing, yep. and what, about 95% of the time, we don't talk about our problems, but I go home going, what was what, what, what was I stressed out about coming to mm. the pod for? Was it work? Was it the family? Was it this? And it's just that release and it's it's great that you've got that support and you've been able to find it, like I said, in, in the recent times. Mm. So, well done.
1: Mate, we really appreciate your honesty and your emotion and it's been fantastic for you to open up and um, we thank you very, very much for, for joining us today. Happy to, you, fellas. Thanks, thanks yeah, Paul. Thanks thank appreciate
0: you. Appreciate that. You.
1: And uh, finally, for episode 109, um, we've been clued up that big Trev would like to have a, a chat with us, and we we're very excited, because um, we, we've hit the whole spectrum of, uh, of fathers. We've got a, a new dad, we've got a, an established dad, and now we've got a, a very established dad. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. How are you going, Trev? Night, Trev. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, you. That's it. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, awesome. awesome Can you tell us a bit
6: about yourself? Um, Yeah, 55, uh, married to gay. We've lived in six countries, at least a year in each of those countries. We've uh, lived in 28 homes on three continents. Oh, my God. We have two boys. Isaac is 26 and Joel is soon to be 23. Isaac's a teacher and Joel's uh, an officer in the army up in Darwin.
1: Outstanding. How do you uh, you deal with the, the... The empty nest, if you like. Oh, mate, loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loving it. I'm love back, the honesty. I'm back. I'm
6: back around walking around the house in my jocks again. It's wonderful.
1: <laughs> I'm sure Gay loves that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Windows closed, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, can you tell us a bit about the the younger years and um, and yeah,
6: yeah. It was interesting because um, we lived in different countries, and as the boys were growing up. Uh, dealing with different cultures and we were dealing with our own uh, um, learning to adapt. Um, The longest point we lived at at any one point was in the States so we lived there for six years and that's really where the boys formative years were and we had a wonderful uh, we lived in Atlanta and Atlanta Georgia is a everyone comes from somewhere else there's very few people who there's lots of headquarters here. and we went to church with a fantastic in a fantastic place where we just had a wonderful group of people we were able to get together with and lean on. All of them had come from somewhere else. No one had family around. And so we just, this six years was a truly a great time. And then we came back to Australia after being out of Australia for, for probably nine, nine and a half years. And um, not expecting it, we got whammied with culture shock because Australia changed from what we remembered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so th- there was some real struggle there. We had a business failure early At that point, and again, that's always stressful. Doesn't matter what's going on, that's always going to be stressful. Um, um, But we've come through that, you know, and and we came through that. I think um, I I wouldn't be who I am, and I couldn't have done what I did without the support of Gay. I just the the stability in that relationship, knowing trusting that no matter what how badly I screwed up she wasn't walking away um, really um, that that's that's the one constant yeah and it's been the one constant in the boys lives the boys know that because I traveled heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps so um, in Atlanta right before we came back to Oz I hit 61 countries in 18 months Oof. and I don't I don't actually remember a lot of that because you're in for a meeting you do what you got to do you get out and so I don't remember a lot of that. But what it meant was I was away from home heaps and yeah. heaps mm-hmm. and heaps. And it really got me. I actually remember standing on the Great Wall uh, in, in just out of Beijing. And um, we had had a, an extra day. we just opened an office there. And, and we had had an extra day unexpected. And so we went out to visit it. And uh, in those days, we had a Blackberry. So I picked up the phone. <laughs> I called home on the Blackberry. And all Joel, Joel would have been about three, four years old, and all he wanted to do was talk about the home run he hit at T-ball that oh, day. Oh, awesome. yeah. And um, I wanted to tell him about about how the rabbits can't get through the wall because it's so big. And and, um, and I, it really actually got me. And then Isaac was also playing baseball then, and he was talking about he stole the base. And, and uh, it got me, actually. I said to Gay when I got home, I said, you know, if I keep going what I'm going... Um, I'll be CEO of this company and we'll put the boys through Harvard and they'll be driving Mercedes-Benz and we'll live in a big house, but they're never coming home at Christmas to see me. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not teaching them how to kick the ball and I'm not teaching them how to catch it. Yeah. And so we actually, that, that within weeks, we made the decision it was time for me to give that job up and we came home. Wow. So it took about a year to affect that and, and we came back to Australia at that point. And We've been back here now a long time. We came back in 2006. And, um, and, and again, me being me, I don't like to sit still very long. And so we've had some adventures since then. But again, that constant of mum being at home, yep. of mm-hmm. the boys being able to talk to mum, uh, of me being able to come home and put my head on a shoulder, that's just been a huge for me. That's been a yeah.
1: huge. How grateful were the boys when you came home and you, that, you were the constant then too? Um, it was interesting because I still got very busy. So I saw
6: my role to provide. Um, I lamented that I wasn't there, but I didn't actually change my habits. And can I tell you, it wasn't until 2018, so both the boys were now in university, and here's my mental health and my encouragement, it's never, never, never too late. So my relationship with the boys was reasonable, but it wasn't fantastic. And in 2018, I went through a really uh, difficult period. uh, actually, I, I ran for federal parliament and oh, yeah. got my tail kicked from here to yesterday. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a pleasant experience and it wasn't a pleasant experience for the family. The family got dragged through it as well and um, I fell apart after that and um, it was actually through a couple of mates who saw me falling apart, they came and grabbed me. We were just talking about it last night actually when, when Rod Lane came and grabbed me and said you need to go and see somebody. And it was in that three-year period, I was doing a bit of contracting, so I'd go and do three months here, and three months here, and two months here. But it was in that period, and both boys were at university, that I was then able to, hey, Dad, can you come and pick me up? Hey, Dad, we got this going on. Hey, Dad, can we? And I was able to respond to that. Yeah. Uh, And in that three-year period, um, re-established that father-son relationship, and it's never too late to do that. It's never too late to do that. And now, um, so Father's Day this year, uh, uh, Isaac gave me a card that was just, um, that's what I've been striving for, you know, mm. to have that close relationship with him. Joel and I have, have always had a good relationship or a strong. He and I have a, a cigar and a whiskey virtually most weekends. So we'll, um, I'll sit downstairs, so that the neighbours can't see it's me smoking the cigar and, <laughs> and have a whiskey and he'll have a cigar and a whiskey in Darwin and we'll sit down and virtually speak for a good hour or so. And he's yeah. the digger, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. That's the most digger thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we, but that three years, uh, it was just, um, boy, I wouldn't trade that for anything. If, yeah. if, that's, if that's the vehicle God used... To get me to sit with my boys for three years, and and, and you know what, I'll take that all day long, mm. because I wouldn't have done that myself. Like that wasn't in me. My motivation was to provide for my family, so they didn't have to, they didn't have to struggle, and um, I wouldn't have done that myself. And that's um, yeah, for me, that's just a. Uh, it's never too late. It's never too late to re-establish relationships. That's yeah. something we hear quite often as well
3: from a lot of dads we speak to who are only new dads. They're younger. They see. Oh, I have to be this provider, and they get this um, anxiety around you know having to uh, push themselves for more and more and more. But we don't often hear that perspective of having done that and then looking back. So that's fantastic. Thank mm. you. Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, again, I'm going to say to it you, it's never too late. Right? It's it's you can always re-establish relationships, and sometimes it takes a while, but that's okay. You know what? You, mm. you put your best foot forward. We we all screw up. We're all shit dads. It's the truth. Yeah. And all our circumstances are different. Different. I think the difference here is that, is that you actually intend to do better, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's more than then about being intending, it's not just about saying I'm going to do better, it's actually then about putting things in place to do better. And, then, and for me personally, because of who I am, if I don't have someone holding me accountable to that, it's easy to go, oh, it's too hard and drop mm. away, so I need, I need someone holding me accountable. Gay's got the whip, she's cracking it.
0: Oh, mate. <laughs> and, and it's a dirty, great big one too. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're walking around in your jocks as well. <laughs>
6: well that's you... the towel whip there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can you tell us uh, one thing that... So you've, you've seeked help and you've, yeah. you've changed your life and your relationship with the boys. Can you tell us something that you do now when things get a little <clears> bit too hard <throat> or when things get too tough, you've had a bad day at work or something, how do you unwind or um, overcome those issues?
6: Yeah... Um it's a good question so I a bit like Chris I've got a, a, prof- a professional supervisor I guess a, a mentor who um, took me a while to find him but he's I, I chose to go that path because he's disassociated from my day-to-day life he can provide an objective perspective and he's very good at that doing it gently um, and he's actually helped me work through a whole heap of stuff that is um, um, really important to understand so starting to Pick up on triggers and starting to understand um i don't have a poker face if you piss me off i just you hear about it and and a bit like paul then it's over it's done once it's dealt with it's done um, and it's taken me a while to realize that's probably not the best way to deal with things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah so that's one mechanism another mechanism was is, is i have a very very close relationship with my own father um, uh, and i think probably some of my work habits have come from me watching him when he grew up, uh, growing up and watching what he was doing. And he was a very, very hard worker. And we we call it a strong work ethic, right, as a positive thing. In fact, it is a positive thing, but it needs to be uh, given some perspective. And that's what I hope I've done now, is, is tried to provide, I still work some long hours, but I try and, when I'm home, I try and switch off. Um, So I love gardening, we've just bought a house at Woody Point and we've moved over there and so we're refurbing. (laughs) And I love being out in the garden. Um, I use my drive to work as prayer time, so reflecting on what's occurred the day before and what's coming and then working through that and going, okay, how can I, how can I approach this? Why was that conflict the way it was? Is it something I said? So I try and be self-reflective. Um, as a as a mechanism and, and spending time with God, then on the way th- way to work, actually for me, is real meditation. Really helps mm. a heap. Fantastic.
0: Mm.
4: You um you mentioned that obviously your relationship with your sons have really really improved. Do you find them part of your support network now as 100%. well? Hundred
6: percent. Yeah. Oh mate, hundred percent. To um, yeah, we speak we speak on the phone. Isaac comes over most Thursdays for dinner with us. Yep. And Joel and I and Isaac speak on the phone probably two, three times a week. Most certainly, they've—they've. Um, they've, it's still a father-son relationship, but they're adults now, mm-hmm. and so that dynamic of our conversations has actually changed. You know, when I was younger, I remember Joel is a beaver; he's a real carer. Isaac's the same. Isaac has a real, really caring. And when they would see me hurting, they would try and pick that load up. You know, and I found myself I used to used to use an expression. I'd say, you know, we had those. We used to have those big old suitcases, you know, those really hard side big old suitcases. Yeah. And I said to them once, I said, Do you remember when we used to go on holidays? We'd take those big suitcases. Yep. And I said, Could you lift those? And I said, No. I said, Dad lifted those, didn't he? And I'd say to them, It's OK. This is a suitcase Dad can lift. It's all right. I got it. Right. But I found as they've got older, they've actually started to come alongside me and pick that suitcase up. Mm. You know, and can I tell you one of the best things I did? You were talking about talking to your kids. One of the best things I, I did, I think, was didn't matter where I was in the world, before they went to school and before they went to bed, I made a phone call to them. And when they were going to school, I used to say to them, walk tall, keep your head high and make good decisions. Every morning they heard that through their whole schooling life. And that was premised in, in and they knew this, we talked about this, that was premised in, you only have one thing that's truly yours, everything else can get taken away from you and that's your word. When you give it out you can't take it back it can be used to build up or tear down it can be used to encourage or it can be used to discourage and that was the premise behind walk talk if Your Head i make good decisions it was it was not about making good decisions about what to buy or eat it was making good decisions about what to say wow. and they got that their whole lives right and and um, um this that was really important i think but when they would go to bed so the phone call at night time i used to ask two questions because how are you? Would good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would ask, what's, what was the best thing that happened to you today? Oh, nothing, Dad. No, no, no. You need to tell me. Even if it was mediocre, what was the best Because it requires a sentence.
0: Mm.
6: And then I would say, what was the worst thing that happened to you today? And it requires a sentence. And then that way I found that we were actually able to, uh, I was actually able to live in their life, even though I was awake, I could understand a little bit of what they were going through day to day. Mm. And then we would pray together and then that, they would go to bed. And I think, even though I felt distant, I actually think it was that connection and those two phone calls that was the foundation to allow me you know, to come back in 2018 and re-establish the relationship. Mm. Wow. And I, I, truly think, I truly believe that. And, and that, that question actually came out of a program we found uh, called The Faith Five, but those two questions were so crucial yeah. because it elicited a response, it required a response, not just a yes or no answer. Yeah,
4: it also gave you conversations. I guess for the next day, I don't know if you used it or whatever. It's like, 100%. hey, how did that you know negative thing happen? What did anything better that you know like? You've got it. So yeah, yeah
6: and, and often, often we would find um, the boys would feel that we were too burdened and so didn't want to share with us. And so by asking those questions, you actually saying them. It's okay. I want you to share with me. Yeah. I want you to tell <laughs> me what's going on. And even today, that foundation of I want you to share with me is is still part of. Who they are in their relationship with us, because I'll pick up the phone, say I'm struggling here, or, I'm not sure about this, so, and that was that's rooted in that initial conversation back and forwards mm-hmm. about, you know, tell me what's the best thing happened to you, but tell me the worst thing happened to you. It's yeah. yeah, amazing, it's great.
1: Trev, really appreciate your honesty and your golden nuggets of um, of fatherhood, because I've taken mm-hmm. a lot out of that. And uh, there's two questions I'll be asking my kids after school mm-hmm. uh, every day. So thank you so much. much,
6: boys. Thank you for what you do. This is uh, this is just cool.
1: Love it thank you very much appreciate it appreciate,
0: appreciate it
1: Trev. thank you yeah there's one thing that we um, we have done in the past and, and we've said it on the podcast it's like uh, not to that level because that was amazing but like we've always said when you pick the kids up or when you see the kids again it's like not how you're going or whatever it's what happened today or and if they don't want to answer that you say um, what was your favourite thing that happened today and there's always something like it's yeah exactly. or, and it's never maths yeah. no
3: no no <laughs> it's an end of day dinner table kind of conversation yep.
4: yeah it's always something at lunchtime, or yeah, because it's definitely not, being a teacher it's nothing in the classroom. <laughs> no, because, exactly. Because we, yeah, it's yeah, you lift your game, teach. One
1: hundred percent do every day. That's, that's oh, that's t- gold. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much to everyone who's come up and had a chat to us, and you guys for listening. Um, hope you got something out of that, that uh, from the are you okay point of view, but um, also just hearing experiences from. Other dads. Um, hopefully you can adjust and, and take something away. Um, but, yeah, that's what we do. Um, we usually have a, a good chat at the start of every episode and then absolute nonsense <laughs> for the last bit of the episode. So um, that leads us straight into uh, the next segment, which we like to call the shootout.
4: So, yeah, I, I won the shootout last week. Yeah. Um, it's where the, the host of the shootout gives the topic and the two other um, lads compete and continue to say something about that topic until it's repeated or they get buzzed out. All right, cool. So in theme of mental health and RUAK day, I've just gone Let's share some of the ways that you or that you can improve your mental health. Cam, you're up. Whiskey Friday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The beach. Good. Good. Going for a run. Swimming. Oh, this is just all exercise. <laughs> uh, I've got a cap on it. It's okay, all right. cool. I got all right. it. Yep, yep. Talk to the boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit! That podcast.
4: Talk
3: to the wife.
1: Okay. Oh, yep. Uh, go to the soccer field with the kids.
3: Yep. Do some mindfulness meditation.
1: Mm. Shots. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. No, no, no. No shots. No shots. No, no. shots. Uh, <laughs> I will go and water the plants. Ooh, Gardening activities. Yep.
3: Go. Have seen those, like, smash rooms? Yeah. Oh, no?
4: yes. By the way.
1: Um, uh, Anyone you else got it? one?
4: I want to buzz you out there, mate. Yeah, I'm
1: done. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yes.
4: Now, well, I think we noticed, I wanted to do that one as well, just um, to share some of our ideas. Yeah. I mean, it's easy enough to say, um, yep, I'm going to do this or I do this and all this, but it's, it's also important to have other ideas there. Um, don't get me wrong, me... I'm a, I'm a big nerd, so jumping on the PlayStation at night time is good. Oh, of course. Except, I mean, <laughs> then that also can affect my mental health because then I'm up till one o'clock, and <laughs> it, so I've got to come up with other ideas, and then I don't want to get up and do the run. Um,
1: so so you we- notice mine were all. Main, mainly fitness related and that's why the, the rig's a little bit sloppy at the moment. <laughs> no, I, no, I, Everything's I, happy.
4: No, I, I think it's good. You know, like just Cam, you said that, you know, the um, the smash room and, yeah. you know, the pod talking and the boys just getting on and I think it's important for everyone out there uh, listening, we've spoken about before, having that range of things yeah. that you can do. Something to give you a clear um, head. Something that can take 30 seconds, that's something but. Also something that can be for yourself that could be half a day. And it's okay to be, when we say selfish, mm. um, in our lives, making sure it's all, you know, at home's all sorted. But if you need that day or you need that night, go and do it. It's the best thing. You know, yeah. on my love that I can do is if I can get away for a night once a year, twice a year, it's really, really
1: good. Awesome. So, yeah. But we've got to make sure that we give the wife the same opportunity oh, as well. Course. They'll rarely take it. Mine never does. But no, mine uh, either. I, I asked, think it's my mate, I asked. I think it's going to come back and yeah. Yeah, when the kids are at school yeah. age, and it's I'm like going so. to Bali for a <laughs> so, week, yeah. See so <laughs> them up. yeah,
4: up. Yeah. here's my four months away. Okay, yeah. we
1: didn't put a disclaimer on it at the start. No, we'll yeah, nah. uh, thanks, Dave. That was really great. Nah, um, awesome guys, but yeah, that's make sure you, you clear your head out as much as you can. Um, so one thing, like I said before, so we're just going to have a bit of fun for the last bit of the podcast here and uh, we wanted to give you guys a taste of what's coming in 2024. So we're going to be doing a couple of uh, break-off... Serieses? Mm, Spin-off series? Yeah, spin-offs of the Shit Dad podcast just because it is hard to talk... Uh, like we, while we can still talk about our experiences and things that happen week to week it is hard to stay fresh and, and do that sort of stuff so we're going to bring a few new ideas and uh, the first one is deadbeat Disney dads so we'll play the, our nonsense jingle for that one Hey,
3: thank you. That's great. should be in the, the choir. Oh, you
1: even got a round of applause.
3: <laughs> we'll work on that one. Okay, so... No, we're not working on anything. No, they're though. keeping That's, that. That's yeah, on record. No, it, no, it's live every time on cam. <laughs> I can see a lot of, like, you know, young dads, you know, fresh dads, new dads around today, which is really exciting. And anyone one of you will know, you are going to watch on repeat all of those uh, Disney Plus shows. Now that you can stream it, you, you're going to be watching... Moana, Lion King, Toy Story, over and over and over. Oh, and once
1: your kid learns how to use the remote, you, you're done, just yeah. give up. They've got the so, Disney
3: yeah. Plus logo on the remote now, yeah. so they can yeah. turn it on. Let it happen. <laughs> um, so we've, we, we're going to set up a new little series, we're just going to have some fun, it's called Deadbeat Disney Dad, because what we've realised is that there are so many, obviously, Disney princesses, and they're all fantastic, and they've gone on these amazing journeys of discovery, <laughs> and, uh, but often, the dad, in the movie or the TV show, is pretty useless. He's usually uh, the reason
1: they go on the adventure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
3: he's the one holding them back. So, you know, think the likes of Maurice. Crazy old Maurice in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Or even, you know, we know that Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars now, even all the way up to Darth Vader, the Mm. ultimate deadbeat dad. (laughs) Uh, So today we're just going to have a little bit of a chat around uh, King Triton. King Triton from The Little Mermaid. So obviously the cartoon is, you know, around in the 90s. The Disney Renaissance brought it back to life. Some wonderful music. They released the uh, the live action series as well recently. But I've ha- watched, you know, those with the kids recently, and I couldn't believe it. King Triton is a pretty bad dad. Is he? So I'm going to run you through a bit of a scoring system, basically, so you don't have to watch it for the hundredth time. Essentially, what I'm going to do is tell you a bit about him, but then uh, we're going to we're going to score. So we're going to give him plus points for the things that he does well. We're going to give him minus points for the things that he kind of you know screws up.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, uh, in case you hadn't seen it, uh, King Triton is the uh, king of Atlantica and the mer people. He's got seven daughters from what looks like seven different partners. <laughs> <laughs> um, totally and thing. he's best friends with the crabs. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about your mates supporting you. He maybe needs to branch out to some other mer people. Uh, according to fandom, he's equal parts overprotective and well-meaning. Uh, and he's also described as being handsome, feisty, and sassy. He's ripped, eh? Like if you look at him, <laughs> yeah. even though he's got this big beard and everything, he's jacked. Yeah, so he's obviously, jacked, you know, yeah. he, he's focusing on his physical
4: health as well. You're swimming around all day—it's got to help. Yeah, right? exactly. No legs though. He's got never has to do legs day. Skit, it's all skit, upper body. Just fin day. <laughs>
3: all right. So <clears throat> as mentioned, so yeah, obviously he focuses a lot on his, his physical health. It's you know it affects his mental health. So we'll give him a point for that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some sweet magic, so he's got his trident and his uh, his crown. He can do some magic for the kids. Party which tricks, is Really exciting. Yeah. So once again, we're having a Every dad should have a party kids, trick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll give him two points for that. Ding. He banished his own sea witch sister to the bottom of the ocean because she wasn't very nice. Are they related? Apparently, in the new one. Oh, well, this wow, is okay. a thing. Okay. So you know, even though she was you know, not a very nice person, it's still family. So yeah, I've, yeah. I've given him, I've taken a point off there. He rides a giant clam towed by two dolphins. That's pretty cool. That's pretty so he can have answer. three points for that. Yep. He clearly has a favourite child. So he calls out in the movie Ariel is his favourite out of seven daughters. You can't be doing that. Come on, mate. Yeah. So it's a take, no from me. I've taken off. <laughs> you can't verbalise it. No, no. Like, we've all got one. So you don't <laughs> tell them. You don't tell them to their face. So I'm taking off three points there. Now, the worst part about King Triton, he's got a mad temper, right? So, uh, at the start of the movie, his daughter doesn't show up to, like, singing lessons or a production or whatever. He goes absolutely crazy. Um, And then he also um, bans her from going to the surface and making any new friends. And she's only friends with a fish and a a seagull as well. So, like, Mm. she needs some new friends too. With legs. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, being friends with some humans shouldn't be a big deal. He says, as long as you live under my ocean, you'll obey my rules. And then he destroys, she has a hobby of collecting weird stuff, mm. she destroys it all. So, you know, we've taken off uh, six points, three points, and then obviously um, our four points there too. On top of all that, he's a really bad listener. Every time his daughter tries to explain or tell him why she does things, he just, you know, cuts her off. So he's a bad listener, so we're taking off five points. I mean, at the end, he does kind of stop his kids eating, being eaten by humans. He kind of uh, sacrifices himself for the sea witch and, uh, you know, lets, lets his daughter marry the prince. So we've given him some points there. I was going to say,
1: you're letting mm. some pretty big points go there. Oh, yeah,
3: I've given him ten there, okay. yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah. you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but at the very end, he also makes like a sick rainbow with his trident. So Is I've he? given him five points <laughs> okay, there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall, once you add the pluses and the minuses... <laughs> He needs to calm that temper down, but overall he's plus four as a dad, so he's still in the positives. That's awesome. Is that um, rainbow at the end that saved him? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was. It's a pretty good analogy, to yeah. be fair. Well, like at the end of the day, you've been, you've done some bad things, you've done some good things. But if you can make a sick rainbow, and <laughs> by the end of the day, and they go to bed happy, you're a pretty yeah, good dad. Yeah, yeah.
3: He feels that remorse. You know, he he find, he understands what he's done wrong. So, um, I think what you know to learn from from King Triton, you know, don't yell a lot, calm that temper down, don't destroy your daughter's favourite hobby, uh, don't be a bad listener. Um, but other than that, he's all right. So outstanding. Um, so we're moving forward, if anyone has suggestions, their favourite Deadbeat Disney, fans, send them through, and we'll we'll do the next one. So good. I'd have, oh, I'd done. absolutely
1: love to hear your like off air. Obviously, your uh, your point system because it seems a bit flawed.
3: Oh mate, don't don't critique the,
1: the, okay, the point system. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like who's line it is anyway. The, the points <laughs> <Yeah>. just don't <laughs> just, matter. I just need yeah. a bell thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. I'll uh, yeah. Well, we'll keep going with that. That's like I said. It's a little bit shorter. Uh, today, but uh, it's a, just a taster of what's going on. So we'd love to um, relate and see how we relate to the, the deadbeat Disney dads. I've thought of three things straight away that I related to, but definitely the rainbow at the end of the day is a big thing where at the end of the day where you, you kiss them goodnight and you ask them what, how, how good their day was or what was the best thing that happened to them. That's and right, yeah. There's your rainbow right there. Yeah. Yeah, good. All right, yeah. now uh, we'll move on to the, the next taster segment, which is Dave's going to run, but it's one of these bad boys.
6: Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called, who is my daddy, and what does he do?
4: (laughs) So a little bit of a spin-off on what we are actually going to do today. But we're doing historical dads. Um, So it's another spin-off series for us. Um, We're going to take a trip down memory lane and learn about some of the OG dads out there. Um, Some will be blokes we can look up to. Some will be blokes that we do not want to be Anything like mm. um, but we 'll dive in, have a look at some pharaohs, conquerors, kings, and even some average time old, timey Joe blows so th- that 's the historical dag cement coming up, but this week, I just want to give you guys a taster, yeah. and I just wanted to quiz you because my last quiz and um, topic was a schmozzle, and we cut it like thankfully we got pre. <laughs> pre-production um anyway Just for a bit
1: of con- context there dave came to an episode where we were recording and usually the boys have their computers and i have my ipad and dave was in charge of the sports quiz and it was he, he was so g'd up for it he had some really good questions and then he had about 700 tabs open on his laptop and he, he lost all the qu- like they were all mixed up, and he, was, he just said, "Not, nah, cut that. It was, <laughs> that sucked. It is also why I don't generally
4: plan for the podcast, and I just go off the cuff when I plan myself up. So, nah. Um, this week, Focus, we're going to a little taster, as I said, of what to come. So I'm going to challenge the lads to who is your daddy and what does he does. No. But it's uh, heaps of kids edition. All right, lads, you ready? All right. All right, question number one. So all, all multiple choice. So this person was a king of England. He had two to three legitimate children. Twenty-four illegitimate children. So twenty-seven whippersnappers in total. So was it King Henry the First, King Charles, King William the First, or King Henry the Eighth?
1: Wasn't Henry the Eighth the the really gnarly bloke? Like he just wasn't a good guy yeah, at all. Yeah, and he
4: had
3: heaps of wives yeah. who they couldn't have kids, or right. he couldn't, so that he just kept getting more and more wives. Or
1: something yeah like that. right, that's it. Yeah. So not knowing anything about history. <laughs> you, I told well, you guys to
3: start, Charles, not going to. King Charles has got his two kids. Yep. We don't think he's got a heap more, yep. <laughs> unless Camilla had a heap. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'd say
4: uh, King Henry. The I, I'm happy with Henry, yeah. yeah. No, nah, boys, it was actually King Henry I. Oh. Ah. Oh. 27 kids. But well, I suppose wow. when you're king, you don't really do much with your kids, so you can have as many as you want, yes. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, a, a Mormon leader and the second president of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Over 50 wives. Made it crazy, I've got one and I don't want any more. Um, kids to 15 of them. Uh, 16 of them, sorry. But 56 kids in total. Wow.
1: Um, that's, more f- that's more than I've got friends. <laughs>
4: 100%. 56. More, more names than I can remember. Yeah. It's like my cap.
1: Be interested to know the the age range. So, like, his oldest kid is, like, 20 years younger than him. And then, yeah... Just want stop. Know. Anyway, is so, gonna... it
3: someone we should know, like a, f- a famous person? We should oh know. no, not
1: this one. That's a I lot just of did because
4: age. I just did because there was fifty-six kids. Okay. As I said, these ones are just crazy because they get more and more. Anyway, I'm just going to give you two choices. Was it Joseph F. Smith or was it Brigham Young? Oh,
1: who sounds the, the, the most like they've got three forty teams? Probably. I'm not going to look at the answers. I'm just gonna <laughs> Smith. <say>. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're <50, 50 laughs> not doing well. yet. <laughs> Yeah. I gave you that right. one down. All right, this one
4: here. Um, it's going up, and you're definitely not going to get this one. Sultan <laughs> of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, diplomatic relationship with Queen Elizabeth I. Um, he was impotent until royal physicians commissioned a remedy. And then he had hundred and thirty children.
1: Making up the lost time.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he didn't do a great job at raising um, his kids because his son, who succeeded the throne, killed nineteen of his brothers and twenty of his sisters just to make sure that he had no competition to the throne. Ooh. Wow! So was this wonderful, wonderful sultan? Uh, was it Ibraman, or was it Murad the Third?
1: Sounds more sultanly. What was Princess Jasmine's dad's first name? <laughs> it was just the Sultan. <laughs> the Sultan. <laughs> Who sounds the shortest then? <laughs> uh, let's
3: go to Ibram. Ibram. Nah, boys. Oh right, my God. Uh, come on, I gave wow. you a one then.
4: All right, we've got two more. All right, here we go. Yeah, this one was known as the Great. That was his name. Something, the Great. He ruled for 66 years of an ancient civilization. He was an important builder and successful military commander, had 111 sons and 59 daughters. 170 kids. That's crazy. Anyway, was it Tutankhamen? Was it Ramses II? And
3: known as the Great.
1: Yeah, I'm Nome going to Toots. Should we add that this is all before nah, birth was, control was introduced? He was <laughs> real young. Tutankhamen was real young. <laughs> was I'll he the other one? Okay. Rameses, yes. yes,
4: correct. I oh, did, nice so yes. I gave it to you. What on, boys? That's one. All right, and this one here. Um, okay, so he had the second largest empire in history. of the world's population, which is about 16 million people globally, carry his DNA. He was a warlord. He was responsible for... Oh, I know this one. Yeah, he was not a very nice person. Uh, He was responsible for deaths for over 40 million plus people. He had 3,000
1: plus kids, according to historians. Mm, Absolute brute.
4: Yeah, do I need to even give you the options?
1: I I forgot his name. We know know who it is. Genghis, yeah. Genghis Khan, well Yeah. We got one. Yes,
4: (laughs) Yes, <laughs> oh, you got two. You got two there. So,
1: look, uh, it's a little bit of a taster. So I
4: think what we're going to do is, um, instead of a bit of a quiz, we're going to jump into some of these dads yeah, and actually really look into them. Um, as I said, some, you know, everyday people um, who are great dads, some people who you don't want to be anything like. But oh, hopefully we find some good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there is definitely
1: some well, good ones out there. When I was doing some research behind this, it was like uh, the best dads came up straight up. The first thing I clicked on was, like, Barack Obama. Yep. Um, just all these, like huge, famous people. Come on, let's get a bit more creative. I just wanted to find people
4: who had um, more kids that I have ever taught, like totally Genghis, (laughs) 3,000 kids. In my, like, 13 years of teaching, (laughs) I haven't come across that many kids. So, um, well played. Awesome.
1: All right. Uh, That's our Taster segments, So now it's time to finish off the week with um, something that we do every episode, Um, and it's a bit of self-reflection on um, what we've done wrong, um, but we don't really give ourselves a how we can do it better. It's just let's have a laugh about um, where we've stuffed up during the week, and we call it.
0: That story of the Week.
1: Not sure if you heard that, but it's our <laughs> shit dad story of the week. <laughs> so- somewhere where we've um, we've done something wrong, or we've just not. It hasn't been a great experience, and we're just like, ah, let's just draw a line in the sand. Let's get on with the, the week. Um, do you mind if I go first, guys? Go for it. it down okay, down, my story this week was well, it came yesterday. Yesterday was an absolute train wreck of a day. Um, the kids had been up since like five o'clock in the morning. They'd had a late night the night before, so already we we're on the back foot when we got up. But the day just got progressively worse. I'd come off a night shift as well, so I, my tether was extremely short. Um, and the, the house, was downstairs At the house, was an absolute tip. And we'd, we'd ask the kids nicely, we'd ask the kids not so nicely, and the place was just a tip, just to clean up their own stuff. That's all it was. They'd just been cutting out and stuff. Or mm. right, I'll just sweep it all off into a bag, that's fine. Like, just get rid of all the, the rubbish. But not only that, all their toys were everywhere as well. And I thought to myself, nah, I've had enough of this. That's fine. Gone and grabbed the broom and just swept the table, swept everything off the table and around the, all the surrounds into a big pile. I was like, anything you want, come and get. Otherwise, it's going in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and then the boys, the boys have done, like, my little girl, she's four, she just hates following any sort of direction so she did her own thing off in the background and I was like, I'm not fighting this, pick up my battles today and the boys have just swept up all the rubbish into a box and I was like, no, pick out the things you want, otherwise it's going in the bin. They didn't, they left one of the, uh, my girls, one of her little sp- precious toys in there um, taking it straight out to the green bin and just gone into the green bin and I thought to myself, oh, because I saw what was going on as they were doing it but I was like doing something else at the same time, I was like, anyway who went bin diving after it? Dad, obviously. So, and if anyone with young kids knows that green bins, freaking stink, <laughs> nappies, old food, oh, it was just the worst experience and just it just peaked the day until it got worse. So they've decided that they've... Like, they've cleaned up the mess now. Everything's tidy. We're all, Everyone's happy. And then they just start punching on for no reason. And I'm like, oh, today is just done. I'm finished. I've peaked. The missus was exactly the same. And we just said, no, nah, you've done it. That's You've done your dash. Make your own dinner. Never done this before. Six and eight-year-old in the kitchen. It was chaos. And we were just like... And this is just making a peanut butter and honey sandwich. And that was... That's it. All right, that's it. You're having a sandwich and a banana. That's fine. You can do that. So they've made themselves dinner. We made the four-year-old her sandwich and uh, a and piece of fruit. But that was my... Wow. Yeah, everything just came to a T. The day was just... That's it. We're drawing a line. We're done.
3: And they got stuck in and made it? <laughs> they, they made their
1: own, <laughs> own dinner. Yeah, well, if you can call it dinner. <laughs> it <laughs> they made their own <laughs> night snack. Yeah. It was food. It, it was, was food. Marking, and it's pr- they probably ate... Well, they ate it, all of it. So it's probably more than they would have eaten of the slow-cooked beef chilli that I made, <laughs> which I was devastated that we had to put in the fridge. But anyway. Oh, that's a great one. Look, we, we always know,
3: yourself? you know, you have those nights as well where you have, yeah. like, all right, you're having a for dinner, like, yeah. that's what it is. So yeah. Yeah. they can have those nights.
4: Yeah. I would have sat down and had that delicious beef chilli while they were having their sandwich. Oh, I had just a bit of taste, taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I may have... <laughs> no, I,
4: well, looks at what you missed out on. Next I may time have, have been
1: three whiskies into Whiskey Saturday.
4: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: well, I'm going to jump in that one because this hall,
4: um, as of yesterday, brings back a bit of... Um stressful moments for me I come up here. I thought it was going to be good. Wife was out with a four-year-old at dance, so I had the 18-month-old. I call her the bully of the house. She bullies the four-year-old and she bullies her dad. Um, she's headfirst into everything, mm-hmm. literally everything. Um, we came here; it was all looking good. Had a toy distraction. Off we're going, and all the all the, everyone from the electoral, you know, electric, whatever it is, were here, and they were just so nice. Like, oh, just put it down, let her run. I'm like,
0: <laughs> you don't. Want you that. understand Nobody that this place that. <laughs> will be destroyed,
4: destroyed. Very, very short leash with me that day. Anyway, uh, the moment she saw people with pencils. They had to be hers, and she was up at the bo- oh, all the booths trying to pull them down. And I'm trying to listen to the lady about yes or no in the box, and I'm like, OK, I can get it. I know, yes or no? Can I just... I've got to get my kid. Yeah. Anyway, um, did my vote, put it down. I said, all right, we're going in the middle of the floor, probably at the back where those are, um, on the ground. Just full tantrum. Good tantrum. Tantrum, like, <laughs> oh, filled. and fine. I mean, this, this hall, you know, doesn't echo at all. No. So there was a whole line was at the door. And I was just like, yep, that's, that's my kid. Yep, Whose kid's that? Come on, come on. I'm out. Oh, and, but she's so stubborn. It's like, no, nah, I'm going. All right, come on. I'm going. Bye. Just looked at me and going, you're not going. And they just continued the tantrum until I picked her up and walked out those doors as quick as I possibly could. So oh, awesome. it was a good yeah. moment. Yeah. Like cool. to self, don't bring kids to voting. <laughs>
3: As, as we were waiting in line for hours, my son at one point realised the, the barriers or whatever he made it. He's like, this is made out of cardboard. I <laughs> <laughs> so just pulled it down. I'm like, oh, they're kind of asking for it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> yep. um, I, I've got more of a, f- a fun one today as well as one for, from my uh, brother-in-law. So as we speak, he is on a plane uh, coming over here from Scotland with, with uh, the sister-in-law and they have a three-month-old. And... As we all know, you know, when you're into dad life, sometimes you get into the, that stage of embracing it. So you get, you know, your, your New Balance shoes, you get your straw hats.
1: Imagine what that looks like with a kilt.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, um, well, he actually decided as well for the plane ride the best pants that you can buy are the long cargo pants with heaps of pockets Oh no because you can have all sorts of different snacks and food and <laughs> toys and things in there you can have wipes so he literally has these cargo pants that obviously look terrible but are just absolutely filled with all the things he needed for the plane I'm like that's a pretty good dad pack. Is that counted as carry-on? No it wouldn't be because it's just like, on himself. You'd, you'd so have to smart. take it out through security but still oh, yeah. like yeah. I thought I was pretty impressed with so that So it's not really a utility
4: good. belt it's utility pants Exactly yeah, That's good Yeah cool.
3: Um, so, like, you know, a crime against fashion, but not yeah. a crime against. Did dads dad. care about that? No, no. No there's, no,
4: there's no crime against fashion when your dad knows whatever you want. Uh,
3: and the other one was uh, this is also one for the, for the young uh, young dads around. So, uh, at work, we had a bit of a pass the parcel thing, a bit of a fun thing for some for media partners, and they brought in some prizes. I managed to get a choice between some prizes. I had a choice between uh, a Nerf gun. Uh, it was a choice between that and it was um, a, a, some little figurine thing. And then the final choice was a remote control poo. Oh, awesome. And I, it was my chance, I you know, managed to win. And what do you think I chose? Oh, of course, you chose the poo. <laughs>
0: oh,
3: you got it. <laughs> got it right here. The kids have not stopped playing with this remote control poo <laughs> and obviously a uh, fart button that goes with it. It farts too. So if if you see these around, highly recommend because it has kept them entertained for about three days now. (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... (laughs) <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah highly recommend so once again I, I mentioned I sometimes I fail at you know go away for work fail at bringing them home stuff <laughs> yeah. today was a win as well
1: yeah. oh. keep giving them ammo for the rest of the year yeah,
3: so that awesome. was a literal another literal uh, shit dad uh, story of the week <laughs> you've
0: also
1: just given my secret Santa for work now too <laughs> oh, <laughs> <just perfect>. yes <laughs> Well done, mate. Oh, that's too good. Well, that guys wraps up um, the episode 109 live. Are you okay? Day episode for Beyond Church. So, how do we get? How do you think we went out of 10? What do you guys reckon? Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. Lovely. Thanks, Thanks for you. coming down.
4: Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, just one last thing uh, before we do. We've we've got a quote of the week and um, mental health related, and mine for everyone is a little bit to think on as well. Uh, mental health problems don't defy who you are. They're something you experience. You walk in the rain and you feel the rain, but you're not the rain. So just out there and obviously for those people, that we're going to have those moments. Nice. bunch of sports.
1: Definitely. No, that's great, Dave. Thanks very much for that. And uh, thank you once again for joining us for another busy week in fatherhood. We'll be in your ears again this time next week. And have a great week, everybody. Thank you. See you you later.